Welcome to the month of October here in Season 4 of Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about practicing the art of creative living. This podcast is part of Grow Me a Story, our website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative, and inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. As your creativity cultivators, Paul and I have been bringing special guests to you since the beginning of 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. We are almost caught up here in the month of October as we've been encouraging our listeners to step out and explore the four avenues of creativity that we focus on at Grow Me a Story, theater, art, music, and storytelling. We believe the Creator calls us to create, and we're glad you've joined us for this conversation about the joy we've found in helping others explore the world of storytelling. Welcome to another episode of Dreams and Bones. This is the fourth of our conversations about exploring all four of the areas that we tend to focus on with our, uh, our our students, our members, this last one is storytelling, and I wanna I, I wanna make sure that we are thinking about all the different ways that we that we can do that. This is not just talking about writing a story down. I used to say to my speech students, we all go home at the end of the day and say to somebody, let me tell you what happened today. We all, as human beings, have a story to tell. That doesn't mean that we always tell it well, but very naturally, I think that that is part of the human experience, a desire within us put there by our creator, we believe, to tell our own story and and there are so many different ways, so many wonderful ways to to do that. And once again, this is a little conversation about how do Carol and I explore that, encouraging you to explore the avenue of storytelling. What do we do with our students? How does that all work? So, Carol, uh, how do how do you tell stories? Do you have preferred ways for you to do that? I think I like writing down stories because I think that helps me kind of process them Mm -hmm. and then later maybe orally tell those stories. But, but any, you know, any means, I think, you know, we had each week with our after school kids, we, we focus on one of these areas. And a few weeks ago we did storytelling and it was so fun. So for them, we, gave them each a bag and in the bag there were three just random objects and we said okay we spread them out down in our basement and we said okay we want you to take these objects and and come up with a story the story and an oral story and using the props using the little objects and it had to be it had to be at least a minute but it couldn't be more than three minutes and and it could be Halloween themed just because Halloween was coming up, but it didn't have to be. And and it was so fun to see those kids 
in that five minute span and how they came up with these stories. And, and I think, unfortunately, we don't get to do things like that as often. Mm-hmm. Just kind of those spontaneous, creative ways to, you know, look at three random objects and come up with a story. In fact, it was so cute. Our youngest student, mm-hmm. she was the one we had to cut off at three minutes. Most of the older kids, you know, they got it to about a minute, you know, some got a little longer, but man, she could just, she could have gone for five minutes, Mm -hmm. I think. And it was so cute. And it was so, I mean, just the animation on her face Mm -hmm. as she's telling the story and, and it was just really fun. It was fun to see how they, again, took these random objects and what the story was they told. You know, we usually start our time out every class period where we we call it sowing seeds, where we give them a journal, something to do in their journal. Sometimes they can uh, write it down. Sometimes they can draw it. and the, But often then they share about it as well. But this was, I think overall, was the most animated I saw mm-hmm. these kids with things that we did. And they love it. They love being able, they love doing little skits. They mm-hmm. love acting out things. And and again, it was it was fun. It was a fun way to see their creativity sparked by kind of this random storytelling exercise. Yeah, and I I think about I guess in in this moment right now, it feels like storytelling is much more natural for us as human beings than perhaps being on stage and acting that the or music and performing music we we just by nature as we communicate uh, the way our brains function we are trying to tell a story we don't always do it well and we can take we need some training along the way and and we can all make the story last too long you know, there's that there's that phrase well let's make a long story short and we we grow up hearing some of those things, and and that's good for us to be aware of. But it's unfortunate in some senses that we start evaluating as we go, and and doing it in a way that that prohibits us at times from being able to just enjoy the process of of telling a story and being good at listening to yes. a story. That's a crucial part of that. That audience. Part, being mm-hmm. able to sit still enough to listen quietly to a tale, to get involved and, and get lost in mm-hmm. that particular story. It's so good for us to be able to, do, to mm-hmm. do that kind of thing. I think another element that I think we've seen with the kids is our class is a safe space for them. Yes. And they feel comfortable with the other kids there. And I think sometimes that prohibits storytelling because you don't want to look stupid. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, you know, look, say something that someone might make fun of you. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we just have incredible kids yeah. and they are very nice and they're, and they do listen and yeah, they can get a little squirrely and antsy at mm-hmm. times, but Overall, there, you know, we're trying to create this um, community of people 
and part of that is we we encourage them to be encouragers and to right. um and to encourage when people do a good job and 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 so I think that has helped as well with some of these things that we do and they aren't as shy or feel as scared because they're in a safe space and so and I think sometimes that's part of that learning to tell a story is being in a safe space, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of times mm-hmm. um, that was the family. I mean, and for a lot of people, it still is. I mean, I look at our, we do a weekly family dinner and, you know, we come away with all kinds of oh, stories okay. at that place. Right. Um, but again, it's for, it's a safe place to share those things. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has that opportunity. And, and I think, uh, yeah, giving kids that chance to, and to let them know that, you know, your stories are important. We mm-hmm. always say, nobody can tell the story like you can tell the right. story. It may be like someone else's story, but no one can tell it the way you do. And we've worked with adults who basically the first thing we tell them is, you need to get your stories down on paper. They don't mm-hmm. have to be perfect. They don't have to be edited. Right. But we can help you with that. We can edit. We can make them sound better. But we can't tell your story. Right. And and that's an important thing to get. I mean, I know people love it when they maybe one of their ancestors and they have a diary or they have they stumble across some interesting letters or all, you know, all those are stories. And people weren't writing those or telling them thinking that, oh, someone is going to read these things, mm-hmm. but they're fascinating. And, uh, and I think we just, yeah, we need to figure out ways to, to learn about our stories. We were having a conversation with a friend this last week who's do, started doing some family genealogy things. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this kind of interesting story in her family that she's trying to find clues to. And what did happen? What is the truth that happened in this? It's kind of like this cold case yeah. of yeah. <laughs> crime thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it's it's just so interesting to be able to have those stories in whatever form they are, but to that we are able to tell them ourselves. And I really, uh, I, I'm sitting here thinking back to all the ways in, in which I have had the opportunity to process stories as a kid growing up in particular and and realizing that the that auditory storytelling stuff has always been a big part mm-hmm. of of my life mm-hmm. um, not just again in the church where we would hear Sunday school uh, Bible kind of stories or the preacher up there telling a story that's got that visual part with it. But I think even perhaps more important in developing my love of stories has been uh, the auditory stuff, radio, and how that impacted me and my love of storytelling. Tell me a story, tell me a story, tell me a story, Aunt B. I have no idea who I Aunt B was, but there would be this song that would come on the the radio, and I I can remember sitting around listening to Aunt B telling a story on on the radio as a kid. I think about Paul Harvey 
Mm-hmm. Um, the, rest the rest of the, of story. the story. Everybody and, loved those. Oh, all all of those very brief stories mm-hmm. that were told. A clear beginning, clear middle, clear end, and well told stories, and how those shape it. You know, today one of my one of the things I like to do. I don't go out of my way to find it. I I probably should sometimes, but. Randomly, as I'm driving around occasionally on the right day, I think it's on Saturday uh, afternoon sometime, that NPR, National Public Radio, has the Moth mm-hmm. Story Hour. And that's this really cool opportunity for people to tell their stories. There's a process for that. Uh, and, and I used it uh, a little bit in my speech classes again encouraging storytelling. It does involve writing it down, but you do not then read your story. You tell the -hmm. story. And there is an audience for those, a live audience um, for for those moth stories. But uh, if you haven't uh, had a chance to to, uh, listen to that, uh, be drawn in to NPR and the moth. Uh, Go search for it. It's a wonderful (laughs) way to, to hear some fresh stories that are out there. I even, you know, you talking about the auditory and those two stories that have stuck with you, the by rocket to the moon and, you know, animal supermarket. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were little 45 records or something that Paul and his siblings would listen to. And, and I remember hearing them for the first time when we, he was in college in Dillon, Montana. I was in college in Moscow, Idaho. And, and he drove me from Dillon to Moscow, which is, I don't know how long that takes, but it was a long drive. Yeah, six hours, more yeah, than that. Yeah. And so to help him stay awake, he he sang me both those songs. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they've kind of been a part of our lives yeah. ever since. And we've used them in our summer camps mm-hmm. with the kids. and But yeah, the, you know, things like that, they do. They just kind of stick with you. And even, you know... Kids now, you know, watch a lot of, well, I think we, we can probably quote certain like Bugs Bunny episodes or yeah. things that happened right. on Mary Melody, mm-hmm. you know, cartoons. But we were talking about, oh, our pastor did a sermon a couple of weeks ago right. and played this Bluey, which is a kid's show. And oh my gosh, every kid there, they knew Bluey, they knew all the characters, they knew exactly what episode we were talking about. And the, But again, that's part of that storytelling and right. them telling us a story uh, based on, you know, that show. Yeah, it has always been a part of human culture to teach and train. That's how we have educated uh, for... Uh, as long as uh, as mankind has been around, we've used story to sort of plant those ideas that we want, stick them in the brain, and leave them there. We need the the story, mm-hmm. the the moral, uh, the morality maybe comes after that at the end, where we understand uh, those characters. But yeah, we center it around story, and there are so many ways for us to be able to explore our own ability to tell a tale. And again, I think that those are ways in which we learn about our creator, 
uh, are drawn to uh, understanding more about our own relationship with the Creator, I think that there are times when we learn more about ourselves in some senses from the story that that we hear our Creator telling us. Uh, now, that's going on in our heads, I think. That tale that we hear uh, about ourselves, if we're not hearing a positive tale about ourselves, then we're, uh, if it's all a negative tale about ourselves, then we're missing out on that creator relationship, and we need to hear a positive story about who we are, because there are good, good stories for us uh, to be able to share with ourselves at, mm-hmm. at times. For our listeners, figure out, you know, do you have an outlet or outlets in your life that you are able to tell your stories? For some of you, it may be keeping a journal, keeping a diary type of thing. You write down things. You may be a letter writer. You may send letters to people. You may have an opportunity to sit down and talk to people and share stories. But I think if you don't have kind of an ongoing way to share your stories, um, think about how you can do that. Think about, because your story is important and what has happened to you is important and you're the only one who can tell Thank you for joining us for another year of conversations with people who live creative lives. Carol, any last thoughts on today's episode? Well, one thing that we didn't bring up that I think is a great source of storytelling is a podcast. Of course. We have had the wonderful pleasure of hearing all kinds of people's stories over the last couple of years as we've interviewed them and talked to them on this podcast. And I think it is a great way to Uh, tell your story and to listen to other people's stories. Mm -hmm. Well, as we bring this episode to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to this program. Would you like to see what else we do? Grow Me a Story? Visit www.growmeastory.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter, read our Fertile Ground blog posts, and find more ways to learn about living a creative life. Join us throughout the month of November as we visit with another special guest, our good friend Alex Cook, as he shares about his creative role as a music promoter. And don't forget to subscribe to Dreams and Bones on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Just search and subscribe to any of these apps on your phone, and you will be notified each Friday when another episode of Dreams and Bones has been published.